Welcome to Based on a True Story, a live monthly storytelling event where we ask Chicago's best writers and storytellers to take a true personal story and turn that into a wild tale of fiction. Our first story comes from Chicago storyteller and writer Barry Cole. During the pandemic, I decided to fulfill my lifelong dream of becoming an auctioneer. A bid caller. That's right, a fast talker. This was my chance. I mean, I had time. I was drenched in time. After some research, I signed up for bid calling basics, taught by a man named Troy Hill, who, by the way, is very difficult to find online, so it could be a pseudonym, just in case you wanted to know. Troy Hill, by the way, is also the name of an NFL player, and Troy Hill is also the name of a neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Go figure on all of this. The Bid Calling Basics course by Mr. Hill, pseudonym or not, was a pre-recorded audio course of over 100 lessons guiding me toward my dream. It was $99 for a lifetime membership. And I mean, I'm still alive, so I still have a membership, so it's a good deal. (laughs) Troy Hill writes, I can say without hesitation that you will get out of this course what you put in. Make no mistake, becoming a quality bid caller is not easy. We all have different goals and reasons for wanting to become an auctioneer, but success isn't determined by someone else. It is determined from within. Respectfully, Troy Hill. Wow. Well, soon... It was. Dig it down here, now dig it down there, now dig it down here, now dig it down there, now one, 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 now two, 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 now three, 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 now four, 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 now five, 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 six, 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 now seven, 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 now eight, 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 now nine, 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 now ten, ten, ten. In a short time. Yeah. In a short time, due in large part to Mr. Hill's incredible program, I became more or less bilingual. I could speak auctioneer and English. I thought I should probably email Duolingo about being a consultant for the addition of auctioneering whenever they were ready to add it, as I was sure they would soon. I mean, they already have not one but two Star Trek languages, both Vulcan and Klingon, or at least that's what somebody told me, so why not auctioneer on? The handle goes up and the hammer comes down. The handle goes up and the hammer comes down. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. I decided to let people on social media know about my services. Having an auction? Need a bid caller? If so, hire me, Barry Cole, your friend and also a proud, recent, and eager graduate of bid calling basics. Well... Apparently, no one needed an auctioneer. (laughs) 
no one was really going to auctions in the late spring of 2020 or really anywhere for that matter, even with masks. In fact, come to think of it, no one I knew was going to auctions before 2020. Had I ever even been to an auction that wasn't a silent auction? You know, the kind where there are pieces of paper on car tables and you can put your name and the amount you are willing to pay for a weekend in Wisconsin Dells in someone's timeshare cottage, two bedrooms, one bath, or get some freestyle nail art by Tatiana or a 45-minute feng shui consultation by Jeremy, all in the service of raising money for a foundation or organization. But I wasn't interested in being silent. So with no takers for my services, I resigned myself to simply practicing as often as I could, which was quite a lot, so much so that I was driving my 16-year-old daughter crazy. Breakfast, breakfast, who wants breakfast? Here now, over there now, where now? Breakfast, a buyer and a bitter and a buyer and a bitter and a buyer and a bitter and a buyer and a bitter. Breakfast, breakfast, the toast goes in and then gets toasted. Breakfast, breakfast! Oh my fucking God, Mom, please stop. Okay. But see, I couldn't stop. I couldn't. Auctioneering had become a passion, not to mention an effective, soothing device. I had to admit I was becoming an auctioneering addict, but I was okay with that. I mean, as far as vices go. But then, because I couldn't stop, I began to whisper auction, both consciously while awake, especially when my daughter was on the other side of our apartment. Would you go, would you give, would you give, would you go, would you go, would you give, would you give, would you go? Five, bit, 10, bit, 15, bit, 20, 25, bit, 30, 30. But also, unconsciously while sleeping, I didn't believe this at first until my daughter recorded me on her iPhone. It was mumbled, but the cadence was clear. And in one part, I definitely said, sold to bitter number 22, bitter number 22. <laughs> Who bitter 22 was, we'll never know. They remain some kind of creepy dream character holding up the number 22 in front of their face, effacing it, effacing their own face. Bitter number 22 haunts me a little to this day. So real, yet so unreal. And speaking of something real, yet so unreal, in the beginning of 2021, I had an epiphany. I was like, whoa, I don't need to get hired in order to be an auctioneer. I could have my own auction. Furthermore, I didn't need to sell anything specific, anything you can actually hold in your hands, tangible. I could sell ideas or experiences. I could sell noticing. I could auction off experiences of beauty, like trees. Left, 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 look, look to the left, tree to the left. Wow, wow, what a tree. Let it in, let it in. See the branches, see the trunk, sunlight coming through. We'll start bidding at 5000 Real money, pretend money, any money, beach glass money, whatever. Or maybe I could auction off good words, words like midst, as in in the midst of everything. Engine, engine number nine, running on Chicago line. We got a word here and it's mist, M-I-D-S-T. Pretty cool, take a gander. It's as good as Oleander. Sold to bidder number 93. Or maybe I could sell a song, the kind that won't get out of your head. People would want this in case they were thinking sad or shitty thoughts. I mean, no one wants a song stuck in their head, but it's better than having sad or shitty thoughts. What I'm selling, you'll be buying. What I'm selling, you'll be buying. Maybe you got a sad thought, a shitty thought, and you just song to sing. We got a song here. What is it? What is it? What is it? I love rock and roll. Put another dime in the juice box, baby. And there you go. 
But where? Where would I have this auction? Well, see, I live on the lake in Edgewater on a low floor. I do, and I have a balcony. And many mornings, my daughter slept in, so I figured I could go out of the balcony before she woke up and auction all this stuff off to bikers, joggers, and passers-by. Why not? I can auction off waves on windy days. We got a big wave rolling in. What a wave rolling in. We got a big wave. Wish you would take it before it breaks. It's going to break going once, going twice. Might as well. Why not? Sold for nothing to the kid on the scooter whizzing by. I was pretty excited. So at 7 a.m. on a Wednesday, I went out there. I was nervous, but I remembered what Troy Hill had said about how he created a blueprint to forbid calling success. I reminded myself that I received proper training and I was as ready as ever. I decided to start off with a tongue twister warm up just to get myself in the auctioneer mode. Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said it's butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. Then I did a couple of number grills. One, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, six, six, seven, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten, ten. Then I got a call from the condo building manager telling me that there had been some complaints from other residents about what was going on. What is going on? He asked. I told him I was about to have an auction. And he said, well, clearly you haven't read the condo rules and regulations handbook. He was correct. I had not. He pointed out that I was breaking rules on both pages 16 and 47 about business and noise. He also asked me if I was the one who'd taken the dumbbells from the workout room or if it was me using three washers at a time. No and no, I told him. But I could tell he didn't believe me. I started looking for a new apartment, one with a rooftop. I could shout from a place that would be happy to have a resident auctioneer, a place that would embrace auctioneering as an art form. Unfortunately, I haven't found a place yet, but if you hear of anything, if you would, please let me know. Our second story comes from Chicago storyteller, Jatesh Juggy. One, I am browsing through the aisles of Target, the old new epicenter of ideas, the amphitheater for the Romans, the library of the Egyptians, the coffee shops for the Parisians, where people work out a grab bag of ideas while literally grabbing a bag. The perfect simulacrum for community the capitalist overlords would permit, you may think as long as you may stay spending. I'm staring at the personal hygiene aisle A5 at toothbrush head replacements higher than my view would afford unless I tilt my neck heavenwards. I'm watching the people around me, all of them card-holding members of the Bank of America. Not a single one without an earpiece that connects them directly to three or four men talking about their time in Hollywood or at the gym or another target. <laughs> I dump my Arizona iced tea bottle in the trash and leave. This afternoon is over. You shouldn't let this bother you so much, Bridget said, rubbing my back in neat circles. People love Target. They love novelty. It's an expression. 
I'm back home with my laptop still running. All I need is that green sign on Slack that says I am here and I keep getting paid. Sometimes I sleep with the laptop running. They must think I can't get enough of this project. I can't remember my boss's face and that makes me sad. Bridget is cooking veggie brats. I love veggie brats. I love when she pinches the bun and lets the steam out before giving it to me. I can get buried here, I think. This house is the closest thing to a friend I've had since beneath, whose face also I can't seem to remember. Two, I wake up and roll over to grab my phone and homage to the deity of light, the chariot rider for the Greeks, the sun god for the Incas, the iPhone in America. I am barely done with three scrolls when I come across something that drains the moisture from my eyes. Staring back at me deviously is an ad for Oral-B toothbrush head replacements. I have not Google searched it. I have not mentioned it out loud. I have only stopped at the aisle at Target. I fling the sheet off of me and run to confront Bridget. She's doing her breathing exercises. I remember when we first met, how she would drag me to karaoke's all over the city until we found our song, Night Shift by the Commodores. <laughs> hey, did I mention anything about the About what? Morning, sweetie. She replies with her thumb still pressing on a nostril closed. The toothbrush heads, did you hear about them? Hear what? Do you want to tell me about your dream? You can. No, no, this is real. Did you? Oh my God. They are listening. I'm driving back furiously to Target. They better have answers for me and that coconut chocolate chip yogurt that I'm out of. Three. Have you heard of geotagging, geotargeting? Ruth asked, standing there bowed by her target uniform like I wasn't ever 21 years old with a nihilist outlook on the world myself, me, a 58-year-old white man. <laughs> no, I have never heard of it and I'm not sure I want you to explain it to me either. Just tell me, why are you guys feeding me these ads while when I never consented to it? Listen, guy, we are feeding you nothing but crackers and firm avocados, okay? I'm not even supposed to answer this question because I'm not supposed to know it, but my boyfriend works in online marketing. It's either your phone's picking up the QR codes on those brushes or it's geotargeting that tracks the location you visit most and then decides the relevant ads for you. All I know is I didn't ask for these ads and that geo-targeting still has target in it and you are that and I would like you to stop receiving those. I don't know what to tell you. Well, maybe the store is listening to you and me, okay, sir? So here you go. Scrubs, bath salts, crunchy peanut butter, blue cheese, tampons, Xbox, adult diapers, friendship greeting cards. She yelled into my phone. Enjoy the ads, man. Four, the aisles are long, sinewy, sterile. I hold a hand out and touch every packet on the surface as I walk. It's the American womb, and I am to be birthed on the other end as a consumer. 
these mega structures put the basilica to shame when it comes to people's loyalty. I keep walking. I'm hyper aware of my phone in my pocket. I whisper things into an eight pack of chicken ramen. I approach the bathroom at the end of aisle 7B. I have the code memorized since the opening, this since the opening of this store, 24, 26 pound. I stare into the mirror. What could this all mean? Are we all just algorithms? Are machine learning and AI not just buzzwords? Am I anything beyond the reach of my purchasing power? I run outside. The tap's running. It has sensors. I shuffle my way to get to the largest aisle, C3. I stand in front of it and take in the magnanimity of it all. An entire tribe could survive here without having to leave its four bearing walls. It is ever-giving, omnipresent, infinitely stocked. It makes a mockery of scarcity and thriftiness. I lean into it with the hand in front of me, my forehead touching some new line of product that says, as seen on Shark Tank, and I whisper, <laughs> I whisper, I haven't spoken to my sister, Janine, in eight years. Five. Temperatures are rising all over the globe as we dance over forest fires, splashing each other with oil spills. Cute. Bridget is singing a tune I recognize from that short guy in Simon and Garfunkel, but I can't remember his face. I turn over to shut up the I turn over to shut the alarm up and take in the death glow of blue light. Message. I was walking past the flea market and it reminded me of you. Hope you're well, Janine. Six, people are what you make of them. God creates them in his image once and man gets to recreate them in whichever character of succession he prefers. I'm noticing a lot of baggy pants lately. I remember when cargo pants were only the purview of the carpenters and plumbers among us. Now it's everybody, baristas, homemakers, people who still print zines. I don't mind the stairs. They have seen me here often, I'm sure. Probably call me the 10 o'clock guy or something. I'm leaning over the bulk bags of paper towels today. It's nice to keep switching. The store folks are all but done with me. I guess man talking to grocery bags is not a legit complaint. And they know it. Ruth is married now. My only friend other than that house. The slack button is on green and Bridget and everyone thinks I'm at work. But I'm really here to yearn. That's what it likes me to do every day. To yearn. I yearn for food, it shows up. I ask to, I ask to remember the face of the guy who played lead in that Rocky horror show movie, it shows up. I ask for, ooh, listen. I speak with my phone in my right hand, just inches away from my face and the product in front. There was a friend, well, not friend, friend, just a classmate, I guess. Davi used to wrestle. I wonder whatever happened to him. I'd like to, I pause. It's never okay to push the target. It's best to not be too explicit. Pose your wishes as a potential want, like, I haven't seen any resolution about the whole Israel-Palestine beef yet. 
I wonder what it would look like if they were to settle, huh? Not urgent, though. I can always get back to it. And you bet, the next morning, NYT will have a peace treaty blasting from the front page. Always be polite, non-committal, and don't show signs of urgency. Just float out a drifting, drifting thought. They like to catch that, the algorithm. It likes it to earn it, to catch you by surprise the next morning. For you to not expect something and bam, it likes it. The web world is a portal and target is the conduit. Just think to yourself. And if it is nonchalant enough, you shall be targeted. If you're interested in performing, contact us at bigtalkpodcast at gmail.com or through our website at bigtalkchicago.com. And be sure to join us the fourth Tuesday of every month for a live recording at Jarvis Square Tavern, located at 1502 West Jarvis Avenue, right here in Chicago. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.